you, Sam. Jeebs ain't here. And while we're at it, neither Sophie or anyone else. Looks like it's just me and you, mate. Oh, everyone's in for a treat tonight, aren't they? Mm, you, these ones always go go down well, don't they? Just like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like sitting at the bus, just overhearing two fucking morons just yabbering away, and you sit there <coughs> voice an opinion because you don't know them, and you'd be weird. Um, well, you don't voice opinions when you hear people talking bullshit. Maybe I should. Maybe uh, I open my eyes right now to a <laughs> to to a trick I've been missing out on all my life. Uh, that leads me to a story. <laughs> right. Freeze that for a second. Freeze that for a second. Welcome to the Pacifist Podcast. Thank you for coming. Um, thank you for joining us, listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Um, it's just me and Sam tonight, as we've uh, just rather ramblingly explained. Um, but uh, we'll try and we're, we're just going to shoot the shit tonight. We're going to chat about various different stuff, stuff that's happening at the moment, stuff that's going on with us. Um, just general conversation. Um, so, yeah, exciting stuff. <laughs> um, before we hear your story, Sam, I should just say, go and check out thepacifistpodcast.com if you haven't already. Everything's there, all of our episodes, all of our merch, everything like that. Um, go and check it out. And please use the forums. I really want to use a forum again. Um, but anyway, um, before I turn into a full-on 100% whiny bitch... <laughs> Hello, Sam. You all right? Do you want to have a chat? Hey, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, no, I'm good. Fuck my story. It's shit. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you be a whiny bitch. Come on. Let's hear it. No, no one needs to hear me being a whiny bitch. I think people live for you being a whiny bitch, Mushu. What if I am a whiny bitch just as a person and I don't know about it? And now I'm sitting here being like, no one wants to listen to me being a whiny bitch. And everyone's like, fucking amen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> leave us alone yeah there's an ever so slight possibility that you are um but we all love you for it i mean everyone's got to have a whiny bitch friend haven't they do they Uh, no 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 they don't it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's just charity (laughs) Uh, so we're not we're not hearing your anecdote are we uh, what was it? What, what was the thing? Oh, button into conversations. Yes, right. No, I do this all the time. Literally all the time. Um, if I hear something, I've got this. It's like not having a filter. If I hear somebody talking about something I know about, I'm just like, what well, they definitely need to know my opinion on the matter. And did I did I tell you about the the playground? Um, oh, there's mums chatting about trying to get their kids to brush their teeth. Have I ever told you about that? I th- no, I don't think so. <laughs> Okay, right. So um, I, like most situations in my life, have a very, very carefully constructed, um, uh, oh, what would the right word be? Um, not opinion. Oh, like when you put, uh, like a persona. Right, yeah. So like a very carefully constructed pers- persona of being an antisocial motherfucker who just doesn't talk to anybody. Um, and I, I nailed it from a little girl. I basically spoke to nobody in that playground for a full year. Yeah. That's did very well. Yeah, did a very, very good. I yeah. didn't do so well with Freddie's year because, um, ridiculously, it was my jumpers, you know, my amazing outfits that I wear, that, oh, got, yeah. me in, that got me into trouble that they're, they're a couple who have a kid in my um, in my boys' class and then an older kid in the same school. 
um, the older kid saw my hoodie and was like, oh, oh, look at his hoodie. And, and now I talk to them, but it, it just so happens that they are lovely and I don't mind talking to them. And I was still a little bit standoffish um, uh, until I found out what the dad did. And then he told me and I was <laughs> instantly, I was just sort of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I, um, uh, I hunt with kestrels. And I was like, what the fuck? That whole persona just came crumbling straight down. I was just like, come on, tell me more. What do you do? Do you like fly them off? And they'd like pay, like hawks and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly that. I was told I wasn't allowed to do it. So I went out and did it. And now they pay me to do my hobby. And I was like, oh, I can that's imagine as a, per as a persona, that's even more disturbing. Like when you're just the guy that everyone sort of weirdly avoids in the playground, you know, like, oh, there's that, there's that quiet guy again. And then suddenly there's someone talking and you're just there over their shoulder like, you're my friend now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Oh, fuck, the big guy's talking to me. He's latched on. I don't know how to get rid of him. Yeah. Well, no, it's it, it's not so much that. It's just that I know I've witnessed it for years. The, the playgrounds are just so clicky and weird and I've, I've got no time for any of that bullshit. Um, so consequently, I'm polite. I'm like, oh, hi, morning. Oh, I'm like, oh, look, it's raining. I'm already wet here. Have the dry spot, whatever. Um, but other than that, I try not to avoid. But now, now I like to live on most of those people's posts. So it's a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this wasn't the story. You're well, in a job where you have to be, aren't you? You're in a job where you have to be kind of sociable at times. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it's a nightmare. And when I'm at work, I'm super friendly most of the time. We'll come on to that later, I reckon, um, because it, it does require what could be deemed as a racist impression to tell the story. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the story. So they're in the playground and I'm there and I've, I've had a fairly good day. I'm on time to pick the kids up and I don't like being late. I think uh, punctuality is important. Um, and I'm there and there's this gaggle of mums and they're, they're like, there's, there's, always, there's always that click. I want nothing to do with them. And they're talking about trying to get their kids to brush their teeth. And I, I actually had something to weigh in on it because it worked quite effectively with my boy is... Uh, I go over and I was like, oh, I just heard you talking, trying to get you take you, yeah, trying to get your kids to brush their teeth. I was like, well, what I did, I don't know, it may or may not be helpful, um, was I took them to the dentist when I got drilled and they watched me get drilled. And then I told them it was because I didn't brush my teeth enough, which is a lie. I brushed my teeth more than enough, but they don't know that because they're children and they're a bit dumb. Um, and consequently, you know, for a solid couple of months, those motherfuckers were brushing like you wouldn't believe. But yeah, these mums just all turn around to me at once and they're like yeah well that's fine with your kid but my kid's got autism and sensory disorders and that doesn't work and I just I was just like oh bye then just literally <laughs> yeah, turned, yeah, around, cool. turned around went back to my corner haven't approached them ever again right. <laughs> just, right. yeah so well that's the thing isn't it you know you've got you've got your your wealth of advice and like I always listen to other parents when they're talking about their kids because the amount of little tips and tricks that I've picked up, which work with my two. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you're going to shut someone down like that, it's like, well, fuck you then. You enjoy your fucking, your struggles. And yeah, if I, wasn't, <clears throat> go on. If, I, if I wasn't in the playground, I'd have been, that is literally what I would have said. I'd be like, oh, well, 
fuck yourselves and just walked away. But <laughs> as I was in the playground and obviously I would tell my children off for saying that to somebody, I was like, I probably shouldn't say it in there. But yeah, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. That's my Jesus yeah. impression. It was, it was good. And um, yeah, fuck you from me as well. There you go. <laughs> little, little bit of support there for you, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, can I, can yeah. I just can I just elaborate on this playground rant a minute? Because there's a couple of things. You make a very good point. Um, but there's a couple of things that, that literally are driving me to the point where I am going to massacre someone in, a, in, a, in a, a short amount of time. There's these gaggle of fucking mums. But yeah. cluster together, there's always like fucking 10 of them. Yeah. All cluster together at the entrance to the school where everyone has to get in through with their prams and their other little kids because everyone's a fucking childcare expert nowadays. It's like the one oh. thing that you do when you become a mum is just take everyone else's kids as well and look after them. And oh, yeah, I'm a childcarer. Mm. Right. Aside from that, there, there they are, fucking clustered in a group. I was trying to push through them the other day so I could get my kids into school. And I overheard the conversation. They're like, well, nobody fucking social distances anyway, do they? I'm like, oh, oh, the back of my hand is not wide enough to slap all of you as much as you deserve. It's like, you, you <laughs> fuck it. What is wrong with it? I, but I could go on for hours. Um, no, no, no. It's fine. Um, because it's the same thing. Our school, the, there's the kids' school constantly sending out emails because it's a fucking nightmare. They've got staggered fucking times at school. Yeah. Like, I'm really lucky. My kids are both on the same finishing time and it's the later time, which should be fucking amazing. But then all these morons, they're all there and it's like probably the only bit of social time they get in the day. And they have to have a little gossip with their fucking, the other mums that they haven't seen for five hours. They all <laughs> fucking litter the entire, like, so I've got to go from one end of the school, I've got to leave the school with their walk all the way down to the other end. And it's not very far, I'm being dramatic. It's not very far. Got to go all the way down to the other fucking end to go and get Daisy. Now, if I take too long, and my boy, God bless him, is known for lollygagging. <laughs> he's a he, oh, son of a god. He can be slow. Anyway, so if I'm if I'm too late, then they assume that Daisy is going into after school club. Now, if she goes into after school club, it takes me another fucking 10, 15 minutes to get the bastard out of after school club to get out of there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm like trying to run down there and there'll be 60 mums with probably 600 children along this footpath. And I'm just like, there's a footpath on the other side of the road. If you're going to just stand there, why don't you just fuck off over to the other side to leave clear so we can get down there? It, oh, it, it drives me spare. But it's almost as though the school can hear my thoughts because usually after it happens, there'll be an email sent out to everybody reminding everybody that one, they need to be fucking social distancing and two, not to fucking loiter by the cutting gates where people need to get in and out and through. It is, oh, oh it drives there, me insane. There is literally zero thought process that goes through it and then they stand there and bitch about the very thing they're all doing. It's so frustrating. Oh, and the conversations they have. I mean, I try and keep it relatively, I mean, sometimes I wear an inappropriate hoodie when I go to pick up the kids, but I mean, you know, Mario having a mushroom for a willy is, is nature. Um, uh, yeah, I ain't got a problem with that. No. Um, but yeah, and they just talk about the most awful things whilst they're uh, kids run amok. Yeah. It's, yeah. So there we Any go. School playgrounds suck. <laughs> yeah, school playgrounds do suck. I absolutely hate it. It's the, probably 
Ooh, I'm gonna put it in my top three things that I hate the most about having children. I don't I'm, know what the other I'm two are. I'm interested to know what the other two <laughs> would be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I'll have a little think through the course of, of the chat um, because there's definitely other things. I think, oh, I think one. It, 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 kids just destroy everything. I mean, I did it, so I can't really grumble too much. They're, you know, they're my kids. They just take after me. Little it's destroy. Hard I think every kid does it. It's like, what yeah. happens if I do this? Crack. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what happens if I snap this pen in half? I'll be, well, it fucking breaks, doesn't it? <laughs> Obviously. And then you fix it. I'd be like, nah, it's a piece of plastic. I've got a factory. I remember when I was younger, my, uh, my dad had this beautiful fountain pen. It was the nicest pen in the world. It was like, it was all uh -oh. gold and shit like that. And, <laughs> and I was doing, um, it was my mum's birthday and I had to do her card. And we were on holiday at the time on a boat. And my dad's pulled this pen out and he's like, yeah, just be careful with that pen, yeah? And I'm like, yeah, I will. Literally turned around, bloop, straight in the seat. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. I must have sat... I must have sat there, like, huddled over this card for, like, five minutes. <laughs> it's just like, what do I do? What do I do? He's going to fucking murder me. <laughs> Whereas you could have said something straight away and there would have been a 5% chance he could have jumped in to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or something like that, yeah. No, um, when, you when you talk about your childhood, it makes you sound like the child of some sort of drug baron from Colombia. Uh, it was mother's birthday and we're out on the yacht sailing and um, um, I had to write her a birthday card and Faja produced this $9,000 pen. It's golden. <laughs> yeah, and then silly old me, I dropped it overboard. <laughs> that, that got me a thorough whipping with my dad's rhino horn cane. <laughs> Nanny took hours to console me. Father <laughs> was so annoyed he went out shooting his gold AK-47 at the peasants. <laughs> and he told me later that he lost his croquet, mind, uh, croquet game because he couldn't keep his mind on it. <laughs> oh, sorry, it would, be, it would have been water polo, wouldn't it? <laughs> Probably, yeah, more likely. <laughs> yeah, but it, just oh, goes, it just goes to show that all kids are dicks, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I was a total dick, but I was the youngest of 900 children. Um, uh, and I, I recall some of the dickish things. That, oh, do you want to hear some of the dickish things I did as a kid? I made this a feature. <laughs> okay. So the year was 1989. I would have been six years old. And I had recently learned to spell the word shit. Anyway, Luke, that's my brother, also known as Johnny Not Bono, for all you... Uh, fangirls and boys out there he encouraged me to write it in three foot high letters in felt tip pen on the fucking wall and i was like yeah sure and then i did it realized felt tip pen doesn't fucking wash off so i was there like i got the old powdered ajax you know that stuff that used to give people cancer that every mum had underneath the sink you don't see it so much anymore i remember playing with that in school yeah, like, yeah. Well, like, to fucking clear out the sink or whatever yeah, we had, it, um, we had it in McDonald's um, to do all of the stainless steel. It was called Ajaxing. I mean, it was pretty fucking easy. Um, but yeah, so I was there with Ajax and scrubbing pads, trying to scrub it off the wall to no avail. And I probably got away with it for about a week, which shows it is it's quite telling in the grand scheme of things with regards to how often my mum went into my bedroom. Um, uh, 
Yeah, and well, I got in trouble for it. I'm not surprised. I mean, I was only six. I mean, how, how you know, they, my little kids have done far worse, and they haven't written shit on the wall that I've seen I've, anyway. I've got a, a similar thing when I was younger, except mine was much slower burner, much slower yeah. burner, right? I um my parents went away for a little while and I had the free house, so I did the normal thing of invite all the mates around, sort of thing, have a few beers. I was probably about sixteen at this time, sixteen, seventeen, I should say. So there were two of you. So you what? So there were two of you, yeah. <laughs> Me and all my mates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but someone uh, someone had the bright idea of saying, like, why don't we graffiti your wall with shaving cream? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Why not? I'll just wipe it off afterwards. So I did a big demonic pentagram. Like, like massive sort of six by six it was huge in in shaving cream and i was like that's pretty epic left it up there for the whole time day before my parents were coming back cleaned it off cleaned off fine not an issue right and i was like mint i still got a bollock in about the state of the house because there was a few bits and pieces gone missing and broken and stuff like that but it was uh probably a year or so later when mum wanted to get the house decorated um that I found out that the paint wouldn't stick over where I'd sprayed this um, <laughs> So they painted the wall and there's just this big shape which they could not for love nor money paint over because the paint just sort of <laughs> like, just drizzled off it. Um, and that's when the real bollocking came. That was impressive, that bollocking. I still remember it now. I actually ran out of home and hid in a phone box around the corner um, and they still found me. <laughs> they were relentless. It's like release the hounds. It's like I'm in the phone box. <laughs> I'm like, hello, Childline. Yeah, you need to listen very carefully to what's about to happen because I think I'm about to get murdered. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. that's amazing. Mm. Um, you could have played that off though and been like, "Oh, it's really scary. What is it? Oh my god, there's a pentagram on the wall. What have you been doing? Am I the son of the devil?" Ah. But no, no, I, I grew up on uh, heavy metal bands like Morbid Angel, Deicide, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, my mum's been in my bedroom. She knows that <laughs> that would have been <laughs> literally posters of pentagrams, devils and shit like that everywhere. Um, like, no, wonder, no wonder I like this shit. There's a pentagram above my bed, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone all out and pretended to be possessed. Just start yeah. throwing up over everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just kidding. Um, right. Uh, another stupid thing I did. I was a bit of a pyro as a kid. I like oh. fire. I mean, who doesn't like fire? You don't like it? No. It's one, it's one of the few things I'm afraid of. I don't like fire at all. Not a big you fan. Loved it. I thought you liked sitting around a fire pit. It depends on the fire. I don't mind a bonfire. Like, if it's. If I know it's fine and I can get away from it, it's fine. But I don't like like indoor fire. I don't like fireworks. I don't like sort of the more difficult to control fire, if you know what I mean. Well, like being on fire. Sense. I mean, no one wants a house burning down around them, do they? No, no. But I'm the, I'm that guy in the group of kids when everyone's like, oh, let's set it on fire. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's just a fucking silly idea. Don't do it. Like, oh, I'm with fire again. Um. <laughs> I, I witnessed the neighbour's house burning down when I was younger and it frightened me a lot. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Sorry, I'm just turning my heating off. <laughs> That's fine. Got to stay Got to stay warm. No, I'm turning it off. I am... Oh. Um... 
yeah, it's a gas one, and I'm just paranoid about, I don't know, carbon monoxide poisoning or something. I should probably invest in a carbon monoxide alarm. Almost definitely, I'd say. <laughs> very, very <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really worried because it's quite drafty here, but yeah, I thought I should probably turn it off. Yeah. But anyway, you were going to tell us about you, um, your pyro days. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, aside from the, you know, nine million little fires that I had all over the place, I remember getting a lighter. Uh, again, I was about six, maybe seven. I got older sisters and they all smoked. So, I mean, finding things like lighters was a piece of piss. Um, oh, I've got a couple of fire stories, actually. Anyway, so I'm about six or seven. Um, and... You know the old pull cords on bathroom lights? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see if you could cut through one of them with a lighter. You can. So, kids, you don't need to do that. If you're watching this, which you shouldn't be, because there's that button ticked, um, don't try and burn through string attached to your light fitting and then tie it up expecting nobody to fucking notice. Because I can <laughs> almost, almost guarantee that they will. <laughs> no, I did it quite near, quite low to the bottom. All right. It, being a stupid kid, instead of like craftily threading the spool thing back onto it, then tying a knot, pulling it down, so people would just be like, ha, ha, "That's that's like four inches lower than it was." I mean, you could probably get away with that and just say, "I don't know what you're talking about." Um, yeah. I the two pieces of string back together <laughs> so you can see the scorched ends on either side so it's just a knot and then a thing but oh well such done, a <laughs> well, well done. Mm. Uh, do you want to hear another fire story please why not okay. <laughs> <laughs> the year is 1995 mum has just bought the house the oh. <laughs> a house on the isle of Wight. right yeah, the one that in which you visited. And um, when we, um, when I was little, me and my brother had a shed each. I mean, the motherfucker, he had the, he had the big bedroom and the big shed. I had the small bedroom and the really small shed. Anyway, I found a Bailey's bottle filled with petrol when we moved in there and quickly squirreled it away into my shed. <laughs> so I would, and I had this little... Delta Airlines plastic teacup that I'd swiped from the plane from the previous time we'd come back from America. So I used to pour some petrol into that cup and then dip shit in it, pull it out, and just using a broken lighter because it's got sparks, set fire to it and just, you know, like wave it around and then blow it out, pull it back in, repeat the process. Kept me busy for fucking hours. Anyway, one of those times... <laughs> One of those times, I dipped it back in, and it wasn't out. <laughs> and the cup caught on fire. And I'm like, maybe, I think I'm about 13 at this time. And I panicked, and I didn't know what to do. And it's a plastic cup, so I knew I only had a little bit of time. So I picked the cup up by its tiny little handle. I'll put my finger out because it's a teacup. And, and I go to throw it out of the shed i probably should have walked out i mean it was like four steps i go to throw it out the sh shed and that didn't work um it sort of melted and poured all over the floor in front of me i'm at the back of the shed i've got my chest then i've got me then i've got a floor of fire <laughs> just like a floor <laughs> of fire and the door uh, so i immediately jump out the fucking shed 
And as I'm jumping out of the shed, this is very convenient. Um, I mean, I probably would have worked it out and put it out. I'm not, I'm not a total cretin. Um, my brother and two of his friends um, uh, were walking down to the bottom of the garden at the same time. And I literally turned, I'm like, I've set fire to my shed. <laughs> and my brother's, he, he's always been really kind to me and like a real gentle, kind, loving brother. Pushed me out the fucking way into a bush. He's <laughs> just like, get out of the way, you fucking dick. Get some water <laughs> up from here. <laughs> I love it. When I think back to it, I'm just like, that's exactly what I would do. He's like, oh, you're such a cock. Um, yeah, pushes me out of the way. I go flying into a bush. <laughs> and he gets the water up from his shed. Um, and like, he's quite strong. I mean, but he would have been 15 or 16 at this point in time. Literally picks his water butt up and just throws it into my shed. <laughs> and it puts it out. I mean, it was only a small teacup, so it wasn't a lot of petrol. But yeah, that left a massive, great black scald mark on the bottom of this fucking shed. Which, um, yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. <laughs> you see, pet <laughs> petrol as well. Like the amount of people I see set themselves on fire with petrol and shit like that. Um, yeah, because it's kind of like a lot of people I see. Like you see, I watch a lot of YouTube videos with people trying to light um, barbecues and shit like this. In fact, my one of my old neighbours when I used to live on the mainland, um, they were. Sorry, lived... stop. Uh, it's the land for everybody else. You call it the mainland, you fucking island tier one fucker. I, uh, but we just live on the land. Okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, well, um, yeah. Anyway, these neighbours they must have they must have lived next door to us for like, in the space of two years, I think. They, they were there for it and they had the fire brigade out five times um it, i've never known anything like it they they had can there was a power cut and they put candles on the windowsill which caught the um, curtains alight um they've had a bonfire way too close to the fence set the fence alight um there's numerous fuck wittery oh they set set fire to a hairdryer um how fuck, fuck knows how um i I mean, clearly, I don't know how hair dryers work anyway, but um, <laughs> but uh, I've got no idea how they set fire to it. Um, but yeah, one time they were having a barbecue and uh, out comes the dad, douses the charcoal in petrol, chucks a match in, boomf, he's in flames, the, the fence is in flames, the hedges are all in flames. And I was just watching from my bedroom window like this guy is a massive clusterfuck. <laughs> like, I'm about to watch someone die. I find I find it really irritating to watch anybody light anything with petrol. I'm just like, what are you fucking? It's not hard to start a fucking fire. I mean, it just takes a little bit. It takes maybe one or two. Oh, not episodes. Um, uh, one one or two trips out with the Cubs, and you learn to light a fucking fire. It's so simple. It's a bit of preparation. One match. I don't even use matches anymore. But yeah, it's. It's so fucking easy. And then yeah. you see somebody light it and they douse it in petrol and be like, oh, great. Now everything's going to taste of fucking petrol. Good job. Uh. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, here's an We're going to cook on something that's really toxic. Yeah, love it. Good job. <laughs> yeah, crack out the red diesel. Let's get the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, well, we're not allowed to use it in our fucking car, so we'll just put it over our food, shall we? Oh, Although, yeah. you know... I have done the shopping trolley barbecue before, so you know I can't really talk about food hygiene. <laughs> so, but that same that same time that we did the shopping trolley barbecue, we also had a bonfire going, and we worked out the best way to light it. All right. Uh, um, okay. Was it with a crossbow? 
No, although, okay, we worked out a good way of lighting it. Clearly not the best, because the best involves a crossbow. Um, but no, um, for anyone that doesn't, well, n- probably no, none of you will know Felix, but my friend Felix. <laughs> <laughs> we all have Felix almost every week. <laughs> crazy, crazy Felix, bless him. We'll have to get him on one day. <laughs> nope, not a chance. Nope, <laughs> nope not happening. Well, anyway, he'd built this fire. He loves a fire. He loves a good burn. He used to do like he'd just like text you and say, "Come around for a burn," and you knew it was on. It was because he had this big bit of land, and you'd go around there and he'd pile this shit up, and he'd do it artistically as well. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'll put some fir branches in there as well to get a nice crackle when it gets going," and you know all of this. Nice. You know, I built up that side because the wind's coming from this side, so when that hits, when it starts burning, it should collapse in on itself like that, and all this. Um, and he was really, really responsible and clever about how he built his fires um, until I went for this burn and he's come out with a, a case of petrol bombs. And he's like, we've got a new way to open it, to light the fire. Right? And it worked. It worked pretty well. <clears throat> I, I feel like I've seen footage of this it within went... the last week on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have done it. It did go up on Facebook, yeah. Um, yeah, and so it was great, you know, light them a big explosion and then the fire was contained to this to this fire pit and all that and it was great it was a big fire to be fair Mm. um the problem was when it started burning a bit and we still had petrol bombs and some of us had got a little bit tipsy some of us had a bit drunk and that and i thought like well i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna launch a petrol bomb in there if anyone's got if no one's got any objection everyone's like yeah yeah, if i could do it do it so i've i've lit this petrol bomb hoofed it it's gone in, hit a soft bit of wood on the end and just bounced straight back out and landed in between <laughs> my feet. <laughs> you have never seen anyone move so fast because I don't know what happens. I've only seen seen it when they break. I haven't seen what happens if you just like light it and let it burn down until it hits the petrol in the actual glass. <laughs> so I'm like, this thing could take my fucking knees out in a minute. I'm out. So I moved faster than I've ever moved in my life. Um, fortunately, Felix saw saw the whole clusterfuckery unfold, and he just came along and booted it back in the fire. Um, but, I would yeah. expect less from him. <laughs> yeah, this, but this is why I don't play with fire because I know that I will end up getting burnt. It's a very true yeah. thing, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you're just a bit, just a bit of a pussy, aren't you? Do you remember the wasp nest that I put on the fire? I don't think I've ever seen like such fear in anybody's eyes before. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a big track record with wasps either, to be honest. No. Um, and so when you combined the two, it just struck me as a bad idea. You know, I don't know what's going to come out of that. Fire wasps? Who needs that? Oh, oh, now you're talking. No. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't sting you. They just come along and cough a bit of fire out and then die. <laughs> Or, or just like land on you and slowly like ignite you. Oh, that that uh, putting that wasp nest on the fire that was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. I hate wasps. Talking about warm insects, can I just? I know the did you know was last week, but a, a fact just popped into my head. Um, yeah. Do you know honeybees kill their predators? Um, I can get. Can I? Can I take a guess? Hmm. Now, if by predators you mean other bees that aren't from their colony, do they smother them, raise their core temperature up by five degrees, and then they die? They boil them, basically, yeah. Yeah, then in which case, yes, I do know how they do that. Yeah, that that is freaky. Could you just imagine that? Death by group hug. 
I mean, a few of them die in the process, don't they? Well, it's not they, uh, yeah, because obviously they've got to raise the temperature up so much that the... Um, it's amazing. Now, I feel like that was with... What, what I saw a documentary on on it, um, and it was like Asian bees do it, and like the hostile ones that come in can decimate an entire place. So, um, uh, yeah, that's how they've mastered it, by mm. going in. And... It's still pretty impressive, but, though, isn't it? Just... It's amazing. How do they work out that that's going to work? Why do, why do bees have a greater knowledge of thermodynamics than I do? Yeah, you know, I went to school. Bees didn't. This sucks. Yeah, what? And why does it work with bees, but not with penguins? Because penguins look like they're always trying to do that. <laughs> it's just like... Just like, like <laughs> just huddling together, like, Ooh, it's cold out here, and suddenly in the middle, it's... <laughs> 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 there goes oh, no, Bob got dead. <laughs> he got too hot. <laughs> That's why they shuffle around, isn't it? It's <laughs> constant outskirts. Blast <laughs> themselves in snow every now and then just to cool down. Yeah, yeah, like a, one of those um, uh, hot houses. You know the, the oh god, what are they called? You know where you go in, you get really hot, and then you just go run into the sea when it's really or into the snow. Well, we had to have a little break there because Mushu's being tormented by children knocking on his door and running away. Um, uh, and I can't remember what we were talking about beforehand, so I'm going to change the subject to Mushu. Have you hit your head on something? <laughs> Go on, Ben Paul. It's funny you should say that. Yeah, I gave myself a minor concussion earlier this week um, on a door frame. Um, on a door frame? Are you going in a Hobbit house or something? Uh, the, the, our office at work is basically a converted barn. Um, it's the upstairs section of a converted barn, so I'm assuming what the door was used to be some form of hay, hay um, hatch or something. Hay hatch. Hey, not, hey. I don't, I don't know the professional <laughs> term, but you know, in barns, you sometimes see they've got the upper set of doors where they lob shit out of or chuck shit in or something. I don't know. Um, but either way, it's very small. It's about a five foot high door. Um, yeah. So you've got a duck a bit. No, nah, it's probably. About five, six. I've been in there. It is low. It, yeah. It's a, a low door. And occasionally, I forget how low it is. And I was trying to carry a sofa out of this door and I clocked my head so hard. Um, I actually felt thoroughly pissed for the next four or five hours. I threw up slightly. Um, so I'm, I'm aware that I probably gave myself a slight concussion there. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm better now, you'll be glad to know, but I do have this rather rather nice, if you can see, away from the glare. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the only reason I noticed is because the glare gets interrupted. I mean, it, it's all so smooth and shiny, and then there's just this big, great line on your head. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. I was thinking about wearing a hat to cover it up, but I was like, no, nah, everyone knows how much of a fucking idiot I am now. There's no point trying to <laughs> You're like, thanks for bringing it up, Sam. Good job. To be honest, I was going to bring it up anyway, but then I thought oh. people, people don't want to hear about my my ailments and my various fucking issues. That's, that's not oh. No, well, it's not. Um, how are you getting on with Ready Player One? Have you finished it yet? No. Where are you up to? Um, right. This is going to be difficult to talk about without any spoilers. So should I do a quick spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Okay, spoiler alert for the next five minutes or so. Don't just tune out. Um, yeah, I'm up to the bit. He's just escaped from IOI detention centres. That's um, uh, a good bit, isn't it? Met up with H and all of that. And I have to say, it is so much better than how they did it in the film. 
isn't it just? Um, it's so much better. With with him being the one that went in there, he puts himself in voluntarily, like he creates himself the debt and everything. So mm-hmm. they come and pick him up under a false name. The whole thing is just genius. Um, I mean, it was risky as fuck. But yeah, I think as a whole, the book itself, I think I would have liked if they were doing films to make it into three separate films, sort of do a Lord of the Rings job and get more detail in there. Each of the keys on film, if you know what I mean. You've got three keys, three doors. Do them, do them all as a separate film because there's plenty of content in there. Uh-huh. Uh, for anyone that's not familiar with the book um, but has seen the film, it's not too much of a spoiler to say that the um, the challenges are different. They're all completely different. Oh, uh, yeah. And they've had to they've had to do that. You know they've had to do that because trying to fit them all into a film would have been impossible. Yeah, uh, like the Pac bit. Do you see what I mean about the Pac Man bit? It was really compelling reading. Yeah. Playing Pac-Man for six hours would make a terrible bit of a movie. It really would. <laughs> yeah, if ever there was a, a scene meant for a montage, it's that. Yeah, totally. Um, like, like in the movie Hackers, you know, when they're all hacking and it just plays some like cool techno music and it scrolls around and like the camera goes around and around. Like, yeah, that's that's how I would. That's how I envisaged it when I was reading it. I, I wasn't. Cool through his eyes I was literally panning around him in this arcade and everybody's moving around him really really quickly while he's in the zone focused on it yeah um, you can see the sun through the window sort of like moving yeah across yeah yeah. yeah that sort of shit yeah um yeah that was great you know I, I think it's a t- it, it's a credit to his writing ability that he made a game of Pac-Man um tense <laughs> you, you know <laughs> It was quite tense towards the end. Like, yeah, you have a perfect game of Pac-Man. I mean, fuck that for a start. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have what it takes to be a gunter. No, I wouldn't either. And the thing is, after watching it and reading it, every single time, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to go hunt me out some Easter eggs. And the only games that I've really got that have got good Easter eggs are Call of Duty Zombies. And after about an hour of playing, I'm just like, nah, I'm shit at this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so shit. Here. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could bumble my way through a game, but as for unlocking proper, proper in-depth Easter eggs, I'm garbage, absolute garbage. So yeah, I couldn't be one. But man, some of the stuff is like, it's so, it's so good. The um, uh, the Black Dragon sequence, I vaguely remember. I, I want to say I remember the game. I can't guarantee it's the game. I remember a game similar from what from the description of it. You're a ninja and you've got three knives that you can throw out and you've got like a whippy ball chain thing. I vaguely recall playing that as a youth. Um, yeah. uh, but being able to get into it as first person, wow, that would be so much fun. It, it, oh, it just sounds so good. Go on then. Classic video game. If you could put yourself into a classic video game. I know. I know already. Contra. Yeah. Contra. For sure, man. I loved that. I, I, I assume you're talking like uh, 1990s and below. So like side scrollers, nothing too. I mean, if, if you're going to start jumping into like the, when it went to 64 bit, like the N64 and stuff, I mean, I would uh, change. No, we'll, no, we'll stick to the proper old school. Like the old oh, school. good eight bit games. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and yeah. In that case, Contra. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's not got a Q in it, is it? It's not Quantra. No, that's booze. Contra. Yeah, Contra. 
I loved that game because that was for me. Uh, I want to say that was my first experience of first person because every two levels, I think, it changed into the first person version of it where it was a bit like a maze. So, uh, I mean, it, th those were the worst levels of all of them. I, I quite like a side scroller. Um, uh, but yeah, that's one of my first experiences of it. Um, would you like to know my other, other experience of first person? Please do. The Jurassic Park game on the Super Nintendo. When you went inside a building, it changed to first person. That's right. Which it was meant... top down, wasn't it? It was top down for the majority of it. And then you yeah. go into the buildings and it goes first person. And yeah, that was tense. That was scary. Yeah. 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 And consequently, because I was so young when I was playing that game, if I had to go inside, it, it basically meant I never completed it because going inside was just so difficult for me because uh, first person controls before the dual thumbsticks came out, um, which I... I've always said Halo coined the first uh, first player controls, but I don't actually think that's accurate. I think that was the biggest selling game that used the two thumbstick controls um, on the original Xbox, and it mm. made it that everybody learned. Uh, everybody who hadn't used first person controls who played Halo learned how to use what is now the standard first person controls, the dual thumbsticks. You know, your look and your strafe buttons. Um, but before that, you know, like it, it was it was awkward. Like Goldeneye on the N sixty four with the weirdest controller in the history of humanity. Yeah, it was, it was comfortable, but it was a weird controller. Didn't it look like a spaceship or something like that? Yeah, it had three three arms on it, and the middle. And you always seem to so you had an arm here, and you had the yeah. big one in the middle with a thumbstick, and then the other. And you always seem to just hold it on this side. I don't think I ever had a game where you held the outside too. No. You always need thumbsticks so it was a weird design um uh, but yeah even when it was first person games with that it was and he'd used the strafe buttons up in the top um uh, yeah it's just it was just a weird one great yeah. console loved the n64 yeah yeah oh yeah there's some quality games that's the that's the way that's where consoles really started coming into their own wasn't it i mean obviously yeah. you had nintendo with duck hunt and all that shit that was yeah the mega drive the master system they, they were the first ones but when um I think Goldeneye like has got a lot to answer for in terms yeah, of because that game just went down so colossally well. I think everyone else stopped and looked and thought, you know, they're doing something right. We need to we need to sort of cotton onto this and work out what they're doing right. Yeah, and I think it changed, it changed the whole way that control, uh, games are controlled and everything like that. Yeah, it was so great, Goldeneye. I absolutely loved that game. There was so many amazing things about that game it was the first game i can remember that when you completed it it unlocked cheat modes and yeah. as, you didn't have to put codes in you just had to be good at the fucking game and like the time trials for the levels it, yeah it was just quality and actually did you know that um odd job everyone no. loved odd job. everyone loved a bit of odd job didn't they yeah but the reason he was such a sought after character was down to a coding error um well, he was this big well, no, when they coded him, or when they were doing the coding and that, they um, they made a mistake and made him harder to hit. His hit detection is slightly off. Because um, we all had um, no blowjob. You were never allowed to play as him um, yeah. because it was cheating. Or the, uh, the only time you could do it is if you were playing multiplayer, not well, within reason. I mean, you could only play four players. Um, if it was 3v1, the only way you could play is... Uh, you could play as Objob then, um, yeah. but uh, you weren't allowed to play as him. 
But I mean, you got to bear in mind that back then, internet gaming was not a thing. There was no such no. thing in your con console to an internet. Um, no. So if they notice a coding error after the game's released, that that's it. There's no updates. There's no patches. It's like, mm, fuck. We'll just have to pretend, pretend that you know it was meant to be like that. But yeah, there we go. Yeah, I I've, I vaguely recall like a reference to Goldeneye in the Ready Player One book, or maybe Ready Player Two. Um, and, and considering I've read it so many times, uh, I feel like I'm going down a tangent that I'm going to be proved wrong uh, on. <laughs> but I was mentioned anywhere near enough. I don't think it was given any kind of credit. Because they mentioned the N64 briefly. You probably aren't at that point yet. Um, and I'm sure they vaguely mentioned the fact that they were maybe sitting around playing Goldeneye. But Goldeneye on the N64 was, it was just a legendary game. I, I don't recall anybody who had that console. Because it was groundbreaking, wasn't it? You had the PlayStation 1. And yeah. that was good. 32-bit, and then, do you know, it, they had a toss-up between it being called the N64 and the Ultra 64. Right. Um, uh, I We got our N64, but I was calling it the Ultra 64 because I thought it was a cooler name. Um, uh, but yeah, the, that game, anybody who had that console, which all of these characters in this book would have had that console, loved Goldeneye. I don't know a single person who played it. And, and that and the Zelda game was it the Ocarina of Time? The Ocarina of Time, yeah. Yeah, I read an article um, a few years back. Actually, they gave some modern-day pro gamers, so you know, twenty-one-year-old YouTubers, that game to play um, mm. because they hadn't played it because they're not the generation with the N sixty-four, and even they were like, "This is one of the best games I've ever played." I was going to say, I never played it. I never owned an N sixty-four, right? Um, yeah, an emulator? Can you get an emulator for it? Well, this is what I was going to say. Um, I never played it. So just recently, and I'm, I'm talking like last year, maybe the year before, um, I got I got the uh, N64 emulator for my PC um, with like millions of ROMs, like pretty much all of them. Uh, and yeah, I, I thought I, I'd give that Zelda Ocarina of Time a go. And I was blown away with how engaging it was. Um I mean, I'm talking I own a PlayStation 4, which I normally game on. I've got I've got a very high spec gaming PC, which I also game on. And this is like up there with the favorite most like most time consuming games that I, I've sort of sunk my time into. It's just for something that old to still be that relevant is fucking incredible. That I mean, what a what a job they've done. That's Nintendo though, isn't it? Nintendo have consistently throughout their entire history just bought out amazingly entertaining games. Mm. I mean, the SNES games, Mario, fuck's sake, that was such a quality game. Or oh, I say game, there were fucking loads of them. Yeah. Um, and they were the one of the only uh, games developers who didn't bring out any phone-based games until very, very recently. But I'm sure they, they literally just bought one out recently. And their mm. consoles, I always refer to them as kids' consoles because... I mean, you know, the graphics were always really friendly. And like, I didn't have a GameCube because at that point in time, I wanted, you know, I wanted House of the Dead with extra blood effects and stuff like that. I didn't want cartoon little pixel games, you know, uh, you know, cartoony little ones. I wanted a bit more realism in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in my gaming life, that I should say. Um, <laughs> so yeah, though I've gone away from Nintendo over the years, I still appreciate that they make 
some of the best games ever. They, they're just you know brilliant. Theory, you know my theory as to why? No, it's, I don't. You look at Amstrad. Yes. Uh, for instance, yeah. Amstrad was, they're a computer company, yeah? Which yeah. like video games. You've got uh, Commodore. Um, yeah. Company that started making games. Spectrum. Um, yeah. A computer company that started making games. Nintendo are a games company. They started off as a card game, uh, making card games and, and stuff like that. Um, and huh. and I think this is why it is. Their focus is on, we want people to have fun. Let's yeah. find the technology to make it happen. Whereas other people have got, are like, we've got this technology. Let's do something with it. Let's the make money. Yeah, the focus isn't on, <laughs> let's, let's make a fun, enjoyable experience and shit like that. And I mean, to be fair, look at Nintendo's business model. They might... They may be struggling in the current console market, but you're right. The games they do come out with are generally fucking good fun. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I, um, I don't. I'm, my kids shouldn't be watching this, but I've got them the. Um, what's it called? What's the new Nintendo console? The Switch. Got the Switch for Christmas um, because they're both massively into gaming, and they've got my Xbox at the moment. So, and they only really play Minecraft on it. Oh. I say that, but Freddie loves playing um, State of Decay. Um, and what's the other one? A World War Z. The most inappropriate games for a six-year-old. But he loves them. It's like, <laughs> and he's fucking good at them as well. He runs around. Yeah, that's he's like, the most oh. annoying thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, 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 got, I got around there after work one day. And so you get with... Um, with World War Z, you get money for completing levels and you use that money to upgrade your guns and stuff. And I was getting it and spending it straight away. So there wasn't really any built up. He uh, And he's only six, so he can't read very well. He can read, but he can't read very well. Um, and I got around there and uh, he was like, are you proud of me? And I was like, why? Um, what, what, what have you done? He's like, oh, I completed these levels. And he like showed me, little bastard, got through every fucking level. He's <laughs> fucking good. He's like completing them all. He's got about six grand sat there. <laughs> I was just like, let's do some levelling up then, shall we, Freddy? <laughs> it's just like, oh, uh, you've maxed out that character and got the best guns available. Should we uh, maybe get a different gun? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. He's like, can you can you, can you put the petrol bombs on? I want the petrol bombs. I don't like these grenades. I want the petrol bombs. It's like, yeah, sure. Have at it. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Um, but very own little XP farmer. Yeah, yeah, he's well good. But I think they're going to love having the Switch. Um, yeah, know, I mean, the Switch is a great console. I mean, it's Nintendo, perfect console for kids. You know full well that. None of the games are going to be offensive. They're not going to be anything that's going to upset anybody. Um, you, you basically don't have to worry. You know yeah. I mean? it's And oh, I hate pay to play. I hate that aspect of gaming. I, I hate, I don't like it on phones. Yeah. I despise it on like Call of Duty and shit like that. And I know they have to make money. Uh, and usually you're only really paying for bullshit aesthetic stuff that nobody really gives a fuck about. I mean, some people give a fuck about. I mean, yeah. have you ever bought an outfit for your uh, Call of Duty characters? What, are you asking me? I am. Uh, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said, no, I have done, I have done, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mug. Um, <laughs> I, you've, never, you've never spent money in game. Not my money, no. Uh, I've bought 
uh, I, I bought DLC. I mean, I, no problem buying DLC, but I don't think that's the same thing. I think oh, it's yeah. a bit bullshit when you pay 50 quid for a game and they only release half the bloody game and then you've got to buy more after. But I've always relented to it and I, you know, I tend to just buy the season pass when it starts and it's a bit cheaper later on. Sorry, I used to. I don't really play zombies anymore, so you know, I might for the new game when it comes out, well, which came out a month ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been out for ages. <laughs> first Call of Duty in probably poor, ten years that I haven't bought on release date. Yeah. Now, but being, being as I haven't played computer games for how many episodes are we on? <laughs> For about 25 weeks, <laughs> I didn't really feel the fucking need to, Mushi. Oh, mate, don't, because I'm, I'm properly triggered by Modern Warfare at the moment. Triggered. It really, really aggravates me. Is this the new one, or... No, because the new one's Black Ops, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know, because I've not bothered with the new one, because Modern Warfare put me off with their... What? It's it's very very obvious that they're not in it for the game. They don't give a shit about the gamer experience. What they give a shit about is money. Mm. Um, you know, they release a new one every year, and yet there's yeah. still a shit ton of downloadable content um, being released for all of them. It's like no, either release one game and then do loads of downloadable content that people can pick up across the years, or just fucking do the games and no downloadable content. You know, you're releasing them every year anyway. Why is the point of having a season pass, seasons that, you know, a, a month or two, and then you've got to buy another season pass for for the next season and shit like this. And the weapons, this is what put me off um, the Call of Duty games forever now. I don't think I'll ever go back to them. Is they, they'll, the your pro streamers will suddenly be like, oh, this growl, for instance, the growl. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's the best gun ever. And they'll go around, they'll shoot everyone with it, and it's amazing. And so all, all the little kids out there are like, oh, look at that. He's going out, he's getting millions of kills with his growl. I'm, I want a growl. And they they offer an attack like a, a buy, like all the store will be full of like growl like kits and shit like this, different aesthetics for it, because they know that everyone's after the growl. And as soon as that's the sales start slowing down on these um, DLC. They'll nerf the weapon so it's shit and they'll make something else better and then that's all you'll see in the stores. And it's really, really it, annoys that. Yeah, and it's it's really manipulative sales pitch. It, it's aggressive selling and I fucking hate that. And as soon as someone starts telling me that, oh, you've got to be wearing, you've got to be, you know, spending money on this because this is the best gun ever. Sorry, fuck your game. I'm going to go and play something else, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I, I, it really, it really does bug me. But that's the whole pay-to-play thing. It's the uh, like what I started saying. It's the thing I hate the fucking most about gaming. It's like yeah. the, you know, the, and it, if it's like on the old phone games. Did you ever play like Clash of Clans or any of them type games? We build a base, attack a base, build a base, attack a base. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I played Clash of Clans for fucking years, and again, one of them games I never put a penny into. I um so you had to get if you got gems you could buy like more builders and builders is what you need because you've got to have them timed um I never bought a single gem but I've got thousands of them um uh, because I just saved them all up I just I was just like man I'm just never going to use them if I have to wait eight hours I just wait eight hours and they'll come back to the game after I'll do something yeah. else in the meantime 
And yeah, it, it really, really frustrates me that people can get ahead of the game. Was it there was a phrase, um, uh, I think normalising phrases like, oh, it was cash rich and time poor. Um, so if you're cash rich and time poor, you can literally buy yourself up another level or two. Now, for me, I am cash poor and time poor, so I, I'm just fucked. In yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah, is, is just annoying. And it, and it kind of, uh, it, like for me, it kills the spirit of gaming when someone who's just got a big balance can all of a sudden catch you straight up because they've just been willing to put 50 quid into a game. Whereas yeah. you've 50 hours. When I used to be, um, when, when I, like the first Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, when that came out, that was probably the first game where, you know, I met my first clan, my, well, my first PlayStation clan and all of that. And um, back then, you see someone running around with a golden gun and you're like, fuck, look how much effort that guy's put into it. He's, he's literally gone out and headshotted everyone at like 250 yeah. times, whatever it is in order to earn that with every assault rifle to get the gold on them. That's so impressive. Now I just see a colourful gun. I'm like, oh, look at that dickhead. He's, going, he's been out spending on the old PlayStation store, hasn't he? You know, I, I completely agree. There's, now there's, there's no trophy in it. No, there isn't. You're right. It's because it, it's just, it's just made it shitter because like if I unlocked a gold gun, which I must say I didn't often do because it's really hard to get all your guns for, yeah. well, for me. I always really struggled um, to get all of the guns up to that level. So yeah, you're absolutely right. If you see someone with it, it was like, oh fuck, I'm in for it here. <laughs> no, I feel like I'd be dying a bit. Um, yeah, it, I'm, up, I'm up against a man. I'm up against a man that's clearly never known the touch of a lady. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you think that? I think. Oh, get my noob tube out. Um, <laughs> good old noob tubes. Yeah, I don't miss them. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think it's like everything. Commercially, commercialization is just killing it. It's, it's killing it. And just recently, I've been playing the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, and it's funny you should mention it, Easter eggs, because I've been finding quite a few of them. Um, nice. And that, for me, is more about the essence of gaming. It's it's the sense of discovery and the sense of um, achievement that you actually. Because yeah, I know all you're doing is sitting there in front of a sofa watching the TV like. Was probably sitting there on the sofa actually in front of the TV. That'd probably be the more sensible way to do it. Have we uh, look? We've done so many of these now that I don't even have to take the piss out of you when you fuck up like that. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you or in front of it like a toddler? Um, <laughs> I, I do have action pose when I have to get right on the edge of the seat if I'm losing, you know, because the closer towards the edge of the seat I am, the better I play, obviously. Yeah, I find I play better when I need to piss. Oh, really? I just always need a piss, normally. As soon as I fire up an online game that I know I can't back out of, I'll need a piss. This is why I don't play games like um, fucking... Uh, Elder Scrolls Online? Form yeah, that sort of thing. Formula One. Anything which involves you actually having to dedicate a slot of time to the game. Can't do it. I can get away with like five-minute death matches here and there because I'm pretty sure I put my bladder can hold out for five minutes and I can run for yeah. But so Some of them are just a nightmare, aren't they? Some, some of these games. Yeah, that's why you get those dirty YouTube streamers who um, like pissing bottles and stuff. I'm just like, if it gets to a point where I have to take a piss into a bottle, I'm turning the console off. Right. You have just, you've just 
reminded me of something that I put down on my list, which I wanted to talk about. Do you mind if I change the subject briefly? Yeah, absolutely. I feel we were getting a bit hung up on our games there. I, I, saw, I saw a video on Facebook today of um, a guy who weighed some, he was just shy of half a ton, right? Like four. God. And he is lying on his front and they couldn't roll him onto his back because as soon as he moved onto his back, he couldn't breathe because the weight of him was would just crush him. Right. Bad. How? This is all this is all I want to know. How? How do people get to that size without someone stepping in? Because someone had to have helped him. If he can't move on his own, he's just lying down like a massive starfishy blob um, with a head sticking out of it, you know. Someone's got to be coming around this. Someone's got to be helping feed him, wash him, yeah. like, do jobs for him. Why has no one said, like, look, this is taking the piss. You're a whale. You need to fucking lose weight. Why does it get to the point where they have to take half of his house off, remove him to hospital, and then say, mm, you got to go on a diet, otherwise you're going to die? No, no. Look, your average human isn't supposed to be the same size and weight as a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does it get to this stage? And then everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so shocking. Well, it probably wasn't shocking when it started being noticeable, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm, Moosh, I'm totally with you. I just want to know where they get the food from. Because surely even the calories expended in moving a ton of weight around just to get to the door and then to get cutlery is he couldn't move know. he couldn't move they had to take the side of his house off to get him out so he's never been out the house while he was that side. you know what i mean it, I, I mean it's sad they're always like oh it's a disease it's a disease i'm like okay yeah i can i can i can understand you know people get addictions and that that is 100 percent a thing but when you can't get to the toilet you can't get in the shower uh you can't get out of your front door i mean it's time to call it a day, isn't it? And their heads always look so small. It's like they're a little bit like this is their body, and you've just got to. <laughs> it really is. But I, you know, I'm not. I'm not even blaming him. Like, like you say, there could be a million reasons why he's that size, and obviously, it's not a normal thing to do to get to that size. Um, there's clearly something's gone wrong in his life. The, the I, I apportion the blame to everyone in his life. You know, someone's helping him out. He's definitely got a carer. And these, and these people have let him just carry on rather than interject and say, like, you know what? Why don't we... This is getting out of hand. Why don't we tackle it now? And you might live a little bit longer. You really? Yeah, hands in my hands. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's so bad. I was watching... I literally... I was watching one on Channel 4 the other day. Um, I think it was called The Secret Life of Shut-ins or, or something along those lines. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, Freddie picked it. Um, he's like, Oh, let's have the one with the fat people. It's like, mm, okay, and we put it in. And I quite like watching shows like that for the yeah. same reason. And there was this couple, and this woman, she was a big girl, I mean, like a real, real big girl. Um, and her husband ish, maybe boyfriend, I don't know. Um, uh, he was a big man, but he was a little bit smaller. She got a gastric band fitted. And he didn't. So she's on tiny little portions and has shed a load of weight. Still a big girl, but shed a shitload of weight. Whereas he didn't have that put on. Now, they showed the meeting and it looked like he ordered... Uh, well, they ordered a Chinese. And it must be said, the damn fine-looking Chinese. 
for six people. Um, and <laughs> she she's there with her tiny little portions, you know, one tiny little spring roll, four noodles, six grains of rice and a piece of beef. And he literally put everything else onto his plate and it looked amazing. I could destroy that plate of food now. But I'm thinking... So he's gained an extra seven or eight stone for the seven or eight stone that she's lost because he's now eating all her food and she's not eating anything. And she's like, oh, he's got, he's got really depressed lately. And it's like, no fucking surprise. The poor guy can't get out of the bloody house anymore. It's like he used to get his exercise taking the bins out, but now she's lost all the weight and is looking fabulous. It, 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 she, he doesn't do nothing. He just stays inside playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> like, the worst. Yeah. Then, so, piss, so pissing in a bottle reminded you of the One Stone people. Yeah. How, how, how many of those have you watched? I, I try not to watch medically type things because... Uh, that's the only kind of medically type thing I watch, man. I watch one with kids, that like these real young kids. Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to talk about this because now I'm thinking about it. Okay, I can only remember two of the people involved because some of them were just, they were just big. And they were all, obviously, all Americans. Um, <laughs> one young lad who was colossal. And there was this one young lady who was also pretty fucking big. And both of them had gastric bands put in and they both had to spend loads of time in fucking hospital. And the, the young lady, she spent most of her time on her laptop chatting, chatting to boys in forums. Um, uh, you know, just, you know, normal girl shit. Um, I say forums, I mean chat rooms. This was, this was before everybody had smartphones. Um, and this uh, lad, he always had his Xbox 360 and you saw him in his hospital bed playing it. And the doctor came around and they're like, have you done your exercise? He's like, oh, no, not yet. And he's like, right, you need to lose the Xbox. You've got to be doing some exercises. If you genuinely want this gastric band, you've got to fucking you know, show that you want it. Anyway, he has a massive great tantrum and the mum's there and she's like, oh, just let him have it for 15 more minutes. Blah, 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 blah. And he's eating his vegetables and he's not playing his Xbox and he's doing his, doing his workout. And, it, oh, and he's like this. He's got like something this heavy and he's just like, ah, oh, in bed. I'm like, is that it? Is that all you're doing? Anyway. Yeah, I, I can he's, he's like, oh, I really, I'd really love some sausage. And the doctor's like, no. Not a chance. It's like you're here because you weigh three quarters of a ton, mate, and you're only 17 years old. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. It was an Indian doctor, but I can't do that accent, so you have to just deal with what I've got. Um, it's like no, and the mum's like, "Don't worry, baby. I'll get you some sausage when we get you home." It's like so. Your mum's made you. She's literally feeding you all this shit. But what, what the reason I remember it? <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh because it's fucking awful. She <laughs> he loses. <laughs> I feel so bad, but I, yeah, I feel so bad, but I'm fat, so I'm allowed to laugh at fat people. Anyway, she gets him into the van and takes him home a couple of months later, and he's lost a little bit of weight. Still got to use a reinforced cinema frame to walk along because, you know, his knees might break or the floor will give away or something like that. And he goes to get out of the van. <laughs> <laughs> Zimmer frame thing out and bear in mind he's only like 17 18 years old and he gets out and he stumbles a little bit catches himself on this Zimmer frame thing and 
he just looks up at his mum and he's just like, I just shit myself. <laughs> and they, caught, they caught it on camera. <laughs> I was just like, that's so mean. Why did you put it in the fucking show? Because now, kids like me, who have seen this, who can't remember anything about this guy losing loads of weight. <laughs> just remember him saying to his mum, he's like, oh, mum, I shat myself. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! It's ridiculous. Um, it's the, uh, the program that he was hoping that would that would make him be known as the lad with the remarkable transformation just literally turned him into the lad. <laughs> just the lad who shat himself on TV. Oh poor fucking thing. But uh, then, but yeah, sorry. I said um, I can only remember two people from that, um, and the, the boy. Unfortunately, I feel so bad for laughing, but it was funny. It really. It, it, <laughs> It just made me like. I mean, it's poo jokes, isn't it? Whenever anybody shits themselves that isn't a child, I laugh. It's yeah. it's just funny because it's horrible. We've we've all probably been there at some point in our lives, and as undignified and disgusting as it is. Sorry, mate. It's like drawings of dicks, always funny. Yeah, yeah, shit. So is shitting yourself. Anyway, so that's funny. But the 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 girl. This was this was what I've. Oh, it was, it, for me, I found it really sad. She was from a massive family. She was, uh, she was a chungus. There's no other way to describe it. She was a big chungus. She had her sta stomach stapled. And for the first few months after getting your stomach stapled, you've got to have your food blended because you haven't got the stomach capacity to digest food. So you need it a little bit broken down for you. Um, and you've got to eat like six meals instead of three meals because you're only really able to manage a few bites at a time. Um, oh... Some people don't, shouldn't be allowed to have children. This mum has got this daughter who now can't fucking eat anything. She's got all her kids around the table and the motherfucker gets KFC for everybody. And you've got this poor fat girl who clearly loves her food. She's there. She can't eat anything fucking solid. And they're all tucking into the 96 pieces of chicken that she's ordered and the mashed potatoes and gravy and all those other things Americans love with their chicken. And the mum's like, Oh, don't worry, honey, I'll get you all sorted. And she picks up a piece of janky old chicken, strips the chicken off of it, gets a scoop of mashed potato, blob of gravy, puts it all in the blender without the skin, because that's the best bit of KFC, as we all know, blends it all up into this greasy chicken, potatoey, gravy shit, puts it in a bowl and just sort of chucks it in front of her and then expects the poor girl to eat around the table where everybody's eating KFC. And she, it was just... One of the saddest things I've ever seen. I was like, she clearly loves a bit of food. She needs nutrients because she's not able to eat more than like five or six mouthfuls. And you've given her blended KFC. It's just like, oh, you horrible fucker. That was just like, so, it was just, it felt so mean. And then it cuts to the guy shitting himself. So it's just, it was just a fucking roller coaster, mate. It's an emotional <laughs> roller coaster. I really know about like it. I yeah. Why is it though? Fat kids, right? Fat kids, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable looking at fat kids, unless they're oriental. For some reason, they suit it. For like, you get, I, don't, I don't know why, but you get those big chubby Chinese kids and that, with the big rolls and all of that, and they just look all right. They look all right. They look, look at them and think, oh, you're going to be an athlete. You're going to be a prize star fighter in your day, aren't you? You know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's where, like, because, you know, like, certainly with the sumos and stuff like that, that they're they're fucking there is no other word to describe them they're than athlete is there i mean they're monsters they they're are calories they put away and yeah they look like 
sort of a bit of a chungus, but fuck me, would they destroy anyone, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to bring this up with um, this guy I, I work with. Um, obviously, I'm still on the naughty step at work, so I'm not on my normal duty. Um, uh, and I'm in a different area where there's people normally on my own, which is fine. I just crack on with it. People walk past me and have a little chat. But now I'm surrounded by people, not in a in a socially distanced way. All you COVID fans out there, don't worry. We're not touching each other. We've got two metres around us. Anyway, there's people around us. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a re- really old friend. It's funny. I worked with him in my first job. And now I work with him in this job. And it's just a regular joke. It's like, where are we going to after this then, Carl? Um, <laughs> oh, Carl's the one who got fingered. You know, I was talking about the sports and he got fingered and he's like, it's fine, it's normal, he loves it. Um, yeah, he says, um, because obviously I'm a massive, massive sports fan um, uh, and I like to join in the conversations. I'm like, yeah, go sports at a regular basis. And he's like, do you actually like any? I was like, yeah, there's loads of sports I like. I like darts and bowling and um, archery, swimming. And he's like, none of them are sports. It's not a sport unless you have to change your shoes. And I was like, I love you. No bowling. You have to change your fucking shoes, dickhead. So yeah. it's got specific shoes. Uh, but yeah, so he says, uh, darts isn't a sport. Um, and, uh, you know, archery is not a sport. But I want to know his feelings on sumo wrestling, whether that's a sport, because you've got a no-shoe situation there, haven't you? You have indeed, yeah. Yeah, it's just a case of removing them. Very much just a, a nappy situation, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'll be asking him that tomorrow at work. Actually, he's he's a really funny character. Like I, I know him and his missus. I've known him for donkey's years. We all worked together um, at McDonald's like 20 years ago. Um, and during the space of one year... I, now, okay, so, so here's my theory. My theory is that his missus got bored of him, okay? Right. Bear, bear that in mind with what I say next. Over the space of one year... He went from having no tattoos to having two full sleeves and leg tattoos. He went from clean shaven to having a magnificent beard. I mean, like genuinely a beautiful beard. He looks like a completely different person. Right now, what you're looking at, you're not looking at it, Mushu, but everybody else will be when I edit this, is a picture of him before. And now is a picture of him after. So I reckon, uh, I reckon that she's got bored of him, sick and tired of him, and wanted a different boyfriend. But instead, she just upgraded hers. <laughs> just actively, she's like, oh, why don't you, why don't you stop shaving for a little bit? And uh, have you ever thought about getting some tattoos? <laughs> and he just goes out, and because he, he looks like a totally different person. He like he shaved his whole beard off a couple of years ago, and even I was like never do this again. I was like, I never realised it until you shaved it off, but you've got like no chin. <laughs> like You've got like a really weak chin. You want that bad boy like covered up. Yeah, I reckon he's uh, he got upgraded by his missus. And uh, for the better, that lady knows best, um, uh, clearly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I will, I've, uh, I'll flash some pictures up of before and after. And you, by all means in the comments, right, which one do you prefer? Smooth, angelic or rugged, bit rough? <laughs> I think we all know the answer already. Yeah, but you've um, got a full sleeve. You you got a full sleeve and a beard. Was that? Did, were you actively encouraged by a lady to do that? Were you like, were they like, Mushu, 
Grow a face, uh, shave your head because you're balding, you look like fry tuck, get it off, grow something on your chin and get some tattoos, will you? <laughs> um, no, mine were, my, well, mine were my own choice. Um, <clears throat> my sleeve actually started off as a cover-up because um, right up up the top here, uh, yeah. if you see the samurai face there, underneath yeah. the part of that helmet, um, I, was it? younger, I designed my own tribal tattoo. Oh, um, what you belong to, Mushi. Huh? <laughs> what was that? What tribe do you belong to? <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> are you a, are oh. you a Navajo Indian? <laughs> no, it was, like, it was like a tribal sort of demon face thing, and I did it myself, and then I took it to this um, this tattoo artist that just literally opened up in Petersfield, um, and I thought oh. I could design. And no than- yeah, or anything. I presume he didn't have a portfolio or anything for you to see if he was any good. No. 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 Um, Yeah, and rather than look at this design and say, look, this is asymmetrical um, and it's not very good, he was like, yeah. (laughs) And he he did it for me. (laughs) Um, Do you have have a photo of that? I don't think I do anymore. Oh, that's a shame. That'd be nice. All the days of Facebook and everything like that. Yeah, um, but Touch yeah, and it came out, and the, the ink he used was sub quality, and so it was all patchy as well. And I've hated it for ages, and so I went into um, a reputable tattooist uh, in um, in Newport, uh, Ravenskin. I'm going to plug them. Go Ravenskin. They've got three stores across the island. Family run tattooists. They're all brilliant. Um, oh, have they got, have they got one in Cows as well? Yeah, yeah. Ah, I've heard of them. Um, yeah, I, I know the name. I might even follow them on Instagram, actually. Yeah, well, um, they're very good. They're, they're all very accomplished tattooists, you know, and they've got a decent yeah. portfolio. And I went into them and I said, can you do anything for a cover-up? And he was like, what sort of thing are you after? And I said, and, and anyway, we went for the samurai theme and I got the samurai mask and like anyone that's got a tattoo. You, have you got tattoos? You have, haven't you? I have three, three tattoos. Um, but, yeah. um, Two of which is shit, and the other one is a Harry Potter one. Um, so, so, I mean, is, is that a surprise? It's not, is it? <laughs> but, um, do you know, I, sorry to interrupt your story, um, but do you know what's annoying about my t- Harry Potter tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> right, so I wear short sleeve shirts in the summer for work, and they come up to about here. Now, when I got the tattoo done, I like all of my tattoos to be covered. Um, uh, at all times so i've got wanky flames on my ankle uh, at the time i only ever wore trousers i wanted to know what tassie felt like and that was stupid 20 year old me it was like oh yeah i got flames around my ankles it looks like fucking seaweed mate it's it's garbage I, I thought about turning it into a fucking aquatic scene on my leg because it really wouldn't be difficult to do yeah so i've got that on my ankle it's bullshit i've got another one up on here which is just a souvenir with tie writing which doesn't say what it means. And then I've got this Harry Potter one. Now I've got the line, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. I'm not going to explain it to you, but for Harry Potter fans, I know, right? It's pretty cool. But <laughs> the last word is death. And I wanted it where my where my shirt ends. Um, I wanted it to be just a little bit higher. It's not, it's just a little bit lower. So now, when I'm walking around, the only tattoo you can see aside from my fucking kelp on my ankle is the word death. Just here. <laughs> just the word death. <laughs> so you just look like a general psychopath. 
the number of people who have gone like, why have you got the word deaf on your arm? I'm like, ah, it's just part of another tattoo. And they're like, can we see it? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine, not yours. Um, but I, I keep meaning, I want to get a whole sleeve done. Um, I, was, I, I was just going to say, like, I think everyone that's had tattoos done will attest to how ridiculously addictive they are. Yeah, they're very expensive, though. Um, they are, but I mean, this this sleeve is probably it's probably a good, best part of a good three or four days just sitting down, just like doing it leisurely. Um, for me, there's something very therapeutic about going under the needle there. Like, um, I, the, the first half an hour or so, you're like, uh, fuck off, leave me alone. Ah, I don't like it. Piss off, fuck off. Uh, but then after that, it kind of it just starts numbing out, and I'm like. You know what? It's it's kind of therapeutic. He's got. It has to be said. Jake has got some banging taste in music as well in his shop, which always oh, yeah. has always decent tunes on. Um, yeah, and he's and he's a nice bloke, and and it's just like going for a chat with a mate, really. And then um, and he's very good. Like he, I won't go into too much detail on it, but the majority of that was done freehand by him um, because I didn't really have a design. I was just like, I just, I just want to kind of orientally themed thing nice um, and he did most of it freehand it's like do you mind if i do do it freehand and i like, well don't make it shit he's like i'll try not to I'm like, ah, what could go but, wrong well <laughs> i am um, i used this guy called uh eddie bamboo i want to say cotterall um i might i might have fucked that up but eddie bamboo is uh what his facebook page is under um, and he does a lot of portraits and he's re he's really fucking good. But it's ridiculous. The only reason I went to him is, again, after Carl got his upgrade, I um, I love it when people get new tattoos um, because I like what tattoos look like. It's just, you know, they're, they're good to look at. And he had this brickwork done on his arm as part of his sleeve. And I, I literally, I, I was just like, dude, that brickwork... It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's genuinely really impressive. Who did that? And he's like, oh, this guy, Eddie Bamboo. So I messaged him on Facebook because I knew I was going to get one. I was, uh, I was funny. I was saving my Christmas tips up for it one year. And <laughs> I messaged him and I was like, hello, uh, interesting getting a tattoo. Before we go into it, I've just got to ask, are you a Harry Potter fan? Um, uh, and he messaged me back like almost straight away. He's like, no, I'm not. But why does it matter? And I was like, ah, oh, because I want to really like, quite a big Harry Potter related tattoo done and I want it to be good and I don't think someone who's a, not a fan is going to do quite the level of a job that I want done and he's like oh don't worry about that I definitely want to do this and I was like oh okay um he's like have you got anything in mind and it's like well I do but you know let us know what you uh, what you think um and he sent me back some ideas and he had like a picture of like Ron, Hermione and Harry's faces. And I just emailed him straight back and I was like, okay, right. That looks pretty cool. I was like, but no, <laughs> under no circumstances do I want that boy wizard on my body. <laughs> like, there is you nothing. You've said this to me before. I, yeah, think, I, I think generally as a rule, don't get children tattooed on your body. Yeah, not fucking happening. But yeah, so the end, I came up with a design and said where I wanted the words. And um, I... Yeah, the, it's a, it's a definitely Hallows tattoo for people out there who know about Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I sent him the bits and bobs that I wanted, not in any specific order. Um, uh, and yeah, he did what he did, and yeah, I love it. It's all in black and white, which, as I'm colour blind, is perfect. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
I've got one bit of red on me. Uh, everything else is black or white. Uh, no other colour at all. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was about... always thinking that I was only ever going to get tribals because that's all I was interested in was tribals. And <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so happy I didn't. I'm oh, God. I like a bit of colour. I mean, I've got. I mean, obviously that's a tribal, but it's slightly. It has got a bit of colour in it, if you know. What yeah. I mean. Well, uh, this is this is what was uh, what's funny about him um, because when he was doing it, he was when he finished, it was like six hours. I was in the chair. He's like, oh, I really enjoyed doing that. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, because I just do pocket watches and compasses all the fucking time. Now he is caked in tattoos. I mean, I I, I don't trust a tattoo artist who doesn't have tattoos no. for obvious reasons. But he's <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, is there anything you won't do? It's like, do you ever turn people away because they want a shit tattoo? And he's like, yeah, all the fucking time. He's like, and I won't do tribal. And I just turned and looked at him, and he's like one of these guys who doesn't matter what the weather is. He's in like a string vest, but like baggy casual trousers and flip flops. Um, uh, and yeah, I looked at him and he's like, I'm very aware that one of my arms is covered in tribal and it is, <laughs> oh, arm is covered in, and he's like, and that is part of the reason I won't do fucking tribal. <laughs> I was like, it's, yeah, I was, it really made me chuckle, but I, I will definitely be going back to him again. But I mean, it's, you're looking at like 300 quid for a day session, aren't you? And, and, and I mean, it's worth it in the long run. If you look at like, you know, if you consider it art, which yeah. it is. Um, uh, you'd pay that, and it is, and the, and the man needs to earn some money. I mean, it's fucking hard work. I couldn't do it. And um, the way I see it, if I'm ever in a, a horrific industrial accident at sea or someone like that, and a fisherman just finds an arm or my arm just floating in the river, they can stick it up on Facebook. Like anyone recognise this, and I'll be like, <laughs> I know that. That's mine. Yeah, I'll have it back and get it sucked back on. See, it's common sense, mate. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they, uh, they talk about that dog soldiers, don't they? Do they? Like the only bit of him that they find is like a little devil on his ass or something. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah very good. Identifying features. Uh, is there any? Where's the most painful place you've had tattoos? Um, I think the elbows. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no! I tell you what, I have got really um, prominent wrist bones. I don't know what they're called. But this bit here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, I don't know if you can see how prominent that is. Yeah, I can, it because it's fucking next to your sticks out a mile. Getting that tattooed, oh, it was it was not painful, but you know that sort of where it really, you just want to grind your teeth into each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Probably. Yeah. That. Well, I've, I've got one on my ankle, um, uh, and that that smarted a little bit the problem is is it's my ankle so although it didn't hurt too much i was like involuntary just like oh I, I couldn't help it my foot was literally shaking i was like it's not even that it fucking hurts you're obviously hitting hitting a nerve that's making my foot spaz out like a fucking idiot um, <laughs> but yeah the uh, the only other one that i was like ooh, was here that just that little bit there that Down yes there. yeah isn't it yeah isn't it Node or something like that in there or something like that. I don't know, but that felt hot. <laughs> tattooed was was mildly uncomfortable. When it was healing, it was fucking agony. That really hurt afterwards, just for the healing. But the actual tattoo was, yeah, that was not good. But the healing hurt so much more on that specific bit. Oh really? Well, because that's probably where I'm getting my next one. Is the inside of my arm? 
But it's not that it wasn't that bad. It was fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, mate. Yeah, we should film it. <laughs> it a long old process, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to getting more, but they're very expensive. So, any viewers, if you want to uh, send me a few hundred quid, um, or even just pay it to the tattoo artist and uh, buy me some vouchers, feel free. Uh, I will film it for you. If there's any, um, if anyone's got tattoos that they're particularly proud of and want to show off, you can upload pictures to the forums on pacifistpodcast.com. Um, oh, love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, share your tattoos. Tattoos yeah. are wicked. I would really like to see some tats, actually. Um, obviously, if there's somewhere like, I don't want to see a tattooed ring piece or anything like that, please. What? Shut up. Shut your whore mouth. I definitely want to see someone who's got a tattooed bum hole. Okay, I mean, so do upload the photo. Just put a, just put a spoiler warning or something like that on it for me. <laughs> just put yeah. a disclaimer so I don't have to look into someone's eye. Yeah, it, 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 please don't be winking at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love the idea of that. I, I, I again, I'm, and do you know what? And if you've got any tattoos that you don't like that you're ashamed of, definitely share them. I mean, we're probably going to take the piss, but I mean, as I said. I've got flames that look like seaweed around my ankle, so I'm no better than anyone. And, oh, do you know how many builders? How many builders, when they see me doing my posting, they're like, oi, oi, posty. I'm like, yeah, mate, what can I do for you? They're like, <laughs> your leg's on fire. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah, you've got to do the polite laugh, haven't you? You've got to make people think they're funny, otherwise they'll just fucking get all depressed and shit, I guess. I just keep walking along. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck off and get back to work. <laughs> Wait, I, I took one of my earphones out to listen to that. Just fucking... And I can smell the weed you're smoking, you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> they're always, always, always smoking weed. I know full well that if anyone is shouting at me from a van, when I walk past that van, I'm going to smell weed. That's just what happens. It's like... Yeah, on a daily basis. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never been able to do that while I'm working. Um, but, but yeah, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, monoliths, monoliths, Mushu, monoliths, monoliths, monoliths. So um, I'm assuming everybody has been seeing these monoliths that are popping up. Um, where was it? Was the first one in like a, a national state park in America? I want to say Arizona. I think there's a, but there's been a couple in Utah. Utah, yes, yeah. it just appeared, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, out of nowhere. Then there was another one, and did I hear right that there's now one on the Isle of Wight? Indeed, there is. Indeed, there is. Um, yeah, first of all, there was one in the desert in Utah. Um, yes, it was strange. It's now been torn down by a load of religious nuts. Well done, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't want any Mexicans or aliens or any kind of invaders into our country. Um, they also threw in that it's gay um, and then kept shouting about Jesus Christ while they were tearing it down. Like, well done, religious guys. Once again, you fucked it for everyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, then there was one turned up in Romania, I think. Okay. Uh, then one turned up back in Utah on the street, on a street corner. Yeah. Um, and now we have one in the Isle of Wight in Compton Beach. Um, apparently, I saw this on the Isle of Wight, one of the local news sites, which is dubious at best. Um, the is Island... it the Count one? No, the Island Echo. Uh... Oh, I don't follow that one. I follow the Isle of Wight news ones because I find them 
very amusing. <laughs> yeah. The Island Echo, it's the, the guy that runs it. I'm not a big fan of his. He's an ambulance chaser. He's a fucking, he's a despicable person. He's got no real concern for any humans out there. Um, all he cares about is spreading gossip as fast as he can. However, mm. I was dubious about this thing because it did look a little bit Photoshop because for anyone that hasn't seen them, the monoliths are basically triangular columns. Um, I'm sure there's a word for that mathematically, but I can't remember what it is. Um, and they're made of um, very reflective metal, like a mirrored metal. I don't know what metal. I haven't really looked into it that much. But um, the problem with that is photos of them look very photoshopped. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they're very shiny, aren't they? Yeah. So I was dubious when one turned up on the island, but... A friend of mine um, has gone down and seen it in person, um, and she's confirmed that it is there. <laughs> it have, you, have you not been down to see it then? No, I only found out about it today. Um, I don't know how, how long it's been there for, um, and I've had the kids today, so I couldn't get out, really. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Hang on, because heaven forbid you should take your children to a beach. <laughs> not when it's fucking cold. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's got to be said, it is Baltic at the moment. I don't know if you can see my breath. But yeah, no, no. it is fairly chilly. Yeah, so um, I should just point out as well, um, for the pedants out there, because I know there will be some watching, going, it's not a monolith, because monoliths are made of stone. Yeah, you're right, it's not a monolith, but it's, the, it's just an easy thing to call it. You know, yeah. so we're going to call it a monolith, even though it's technically not. Well, uh, it's, it's also what everybody else has been calling to it. I don't, I'm not going to use the correct term, <laughs> which is a, uh, a word we don't know, um, when everybody else is referring to them as a monolith. Um, you don't want to be that guy when they're all talking about the monolith and you're like, uh, do you not mean massive shiny metal erection? <laughs> and, uh, like, oh, you mean the giant dildo? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, but it's fascinating, though, isn't it? I mean, I assume that it's just some sort of incredible advertising campaign for like AT and T. Is it AT and T? They're the biggest fo um, phone company in the world. They've got the fingers. Yeah. Um, uh, I assume it's something uh, the best advertising campaign I've ever seen for like five G or something like that. But could you imagine if it's something else? Because in this day and age, how is this shit turning up without it getting caught on CCTV? You can't just put, a, what are they, 10 foot high? Yeah, they look, yeah, I'd say they look about that. Yeah, you can't just stick a 10 foot high metal schlong in the middle of a city. I mean, you could do the outback ones fairly easy without being seen, but someone's going to see it. Everybody's got yeah. ring doorbells these days and they get set off the second somebody walks by. There's no way people aren't trawling through their, their ring data just to see if there's a truck with a big, great metal sh schlong. No, but you're right. Someone would see it. Someone would... Um, I, th I mean, that's quite clever how they've managed to do that. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree in the fact that it's almost definitely likely to be either A, an advertising campaign, or B, an art installation. Because um, well, Yeah, I mean, it could just be Banksy's new work. Banks have been doing shit like this for ages. Um, yeah. They started to branch out from the normal stencil paintings 
you know, with in terms of, I don't know if you saw that piece of art that he um, recently went on auction in Sotheby's. <laughs> the shredded uh, one. <laughs> which was, yeah, which was amazing. For anyone who doesn't know, he built a shredder into the bottom of the frame. And as soon as the uh, piece of art sold, it automatically started shredding itself, um, which they managed to stop halfway through. So they've got half of a Banksy and then a load of spaghetti coming out the bottom of the frame, which yeah. I think makes it even even more valuable. I'd be even more likely to buy it like that. It's, it's, it was like an ironic thing, wasn't it? It was just like to show the value of things. It's yeah. it, yeah, that that it's that it's pointless. He's he's brilliant. I hope he never reveals who he is, because no. that's one of the, the mystique makes it so much better. Because I've got a Banksy on the wall, the "Keep Your Coins, I Want Change" one. Have you seen that one with the homeless guy in the sign? Yeah, I I absolutely love that. It's probably my my favourite print, apart from Da Vinci's Starry Night with Hogwarts on it. But so my my second. Print that I own. Classic, a true classic. <laughs> yeah, it, a true. I just saw it and I was just like, "That's beautiful." Now, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of art as a whole. I generally hate it. I could probably do a whole show about how much I hate art in most. Oh, behave! You, it, there's <laughs> art for everybody. There's always an art for everybody. Like Borderlands. Yeah. That's, that's very art. true. Yeah, that's very true. There is art. It's the modern art that I hate. All this fucking like. Oh, this this is meant to represent humanity's uphill struggle. No, nah, it's a fucking wonky strip light that you've painted. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not art. Um, I d yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but I think my favourite piece, if I was going to pick a bit of art, would be the um, the picture of Jesus Christ uh, that that lady did in the church after accidentally wiping. It <laughs> was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Is that I got you, fam? Don't worry. I got it. Balls on her just to do that and be like, yeah, no one will notice that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so brilliant. I love that old Doris. <laughs> you, you crafty wench. Yeah, it was so brilliant. Like, oh, I need to clean up. So I right, put his eyes back on. I do my lipstick every day. It'd be easy. <laughs> How hard can it be? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I, I, yeah, I'm not an art connoisseur. I've been to many art galleries over the years. Um, and if I'm 100% honest, most of it, I just don't get. I just yeah. don't get it. Um, but certain things, um, yeah, like uh, Starry Night, for instance, um, I think uh, I think that's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, there's really why people love that painting. I think I think the, the general basis, the the basic sort of premise of art is it's anything that's designed to elicit feelings within you, isn't it? Like yeah, and and I think this is why these monoliths are likely to be an art form because they're instantly going to get talked about. Anything that people don't understand or could possibly relate in some way to aliens or extraterrestrials or anything like that, people are going to talk about. It's going to get publicised really quickly. Um, yeah. Better way for an upcoming artist, sculptor, or something like that to get himself known and to just chuck up random installations around the world, get people talking about it, and then just come out and be like, Oh, yeah, by the way, that was me, that was one of my art projects. Yeah. I mean, they'll all be famous, so they'll they'll sell for fucking so much money. One of five from around the world, you know. Yeah, idea. I reckon that's probably the likely um answer for it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just that someone trying to get on the Banksy bandwagon, which they have done. They've done fantastically because I, how, oh, no, Joe Rogan's uh, social media is where I first saw it. And it being 2020, as we all know, has been one of the most shit years in current history. I mean, there have been way worse tragedies, 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 not fucking steps singing a bad song. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there have been years that have been a hundred percent worse than what we've had, but this one has just been a fucking drag. Nothing about this year has been exciting, apart from, of course, the creation of this podcast, which, as we all know, is the greatest thing since the bread slicer. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So putting something up that's a little bit mysterious and it isn't just a stencil on a wall and it, it's alien and it's out there and it's in random places. Like that one in Utah, was it was Utah, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. The one in Utah could have been there for a year before people saw it. But the second that they saw it, um, again, Joe Rogan puts a post up. He's like, oh yeah, because that's exactly what we need in 2020. Fucking alien artwork. <laughs> I was just like, that is absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I had no idea that one had appeared on the Isle of Wight. No, yeah. Um, I might I might pop down and have a look at it tomorrow. I, I might try and get a picture of myself with it and stick it up on the old website or something along those lines. Oh, that that'd be great. If you do get a picture of you with it, send it straight over and I'll stick it, I'll stick it now. And if he doesn't, I'm gonna put the words he didn't now. <laughs> that, that's happened before, hasn't it? <laughs> It's it's becoming um, a, thing. <laughs> a constant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but as far as aliens go, I think if aliens wanted to um, do anything in in relation to our planet, going down and just sticking up some random fucking things is probably not what they'd do. Yeah, it'd be like us well, going to Mars and just be like, we're going to go over to Mars and we're just going to put up some signposts. You know, <laughs> uh, technically none of us live there and no one's going to see it. We'll just do it. Yeah, why not? Well, it's like when we put a oh dear, um, when we put a flag. Well, we didn't. When the Yanks put a flag on the moon, I mean, yeah. it doesn't really serve any purpose. I mean, for instance, it could just be a flag. Um, I'm more inclined to believe, and this is skeptic in me, uh, that the Isle of Wight one is just a copycat because your your Isle of Whiters, your corkheads, if you will. You've got quite a lot of amazing artists. They are everywhere. It's so weird. I every time I go over there, I'm just like, there must be more artists per square mile on the Isle of Wight than anywhere else. But yeah. it's just everywhere, and there's loads of really good ones. Um, and it w yeah, it just wouldn't surprise me if some metal worker who does wicked sculptures is like, Do you know what? I could fucking make one of them. Tell me a couple of hours. We'll go stick it on a beach where there's no cameras mm. and some good surf. All those uh, stone pot, um, uh, uh, stone surfers out there are going to shit their pants <laughs> when they see this bad boy erected up overnight. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm likely to. I, I'm inclined to believe uh, to agree with you there. That's yeah. definitely someone just be like, oh, I could but that's the thing. Once it happens and people see how much they get talked about and how popular they are, everyone wants to do it. Everyone's going to say, oh, I'm going to put one up as well, and they won't know the difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it will severely backfire if it's something from um, 
like the West Westboro Baptist Church or some shit like that. It's, <laughs> it's something that they put up. It's like a, a big anti-gay art installation or what else, what else they hate. The signal to their return to uh, <laughs> politics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Take it down. <laughs> I did see I did see one guy, bless him, who is uh I think he was some sort of self-appointed expert on uh, alien technology and stuff like that, who is trying to look into these things. He he does he he professionally examines this sort of phenomenon. Was it Bob Lazar? I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was one of the famous ones. It was just this no. guy. But he made such a cock out of himself. But there's this, there's this great <laughs> bit where this was when there was only three of them known, uh, the two in Utah and the one in uh, Romania. Yeah. And he's like, well, what's really interesting is their triangular shape. Um, and what I thought was, if I draw dots between, like, connect all of them up on their place around the world, it actually forms a triangle. <gasps> a free dot. And straight I nearly on. fell out my chair. Hang on, you've got three dots. You've connected them all together, and it's formed a triangle. <laughs> what sort of wizardry is this? Oh Clearly. my god, that's but amazing. He said it People... was such authority. Like, there you go. What more proof do you need that aliens exist? I've made a triangle, three separate points. Amazing. Oh God's sake, that's incredible. But you've you've reminded me. Uh, I finally finished the latest series of curse of oak island um and any of our regular listeners will know that i'm a sucker for that dog shit show and <laughs> again in this season what did they find do you want they to take a guess nothing. what did they find nothing by any chance <laughs> yeah they found fuck all they found some cool things again more interesting out of place stuff like 1300 pickaxe uh, a pickaxe from the 1300s a hundred feet underground on an island that's got an elevation of 50 feet. I mean, real, just weird out of place shit, but no, they found no gold at all. Um, and then they got deep and it looked like they were going to find something. And then it just became a little bit unsafe and they're like, why stop, fill it in. Um, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that, so you know about the money pit and they just do big boreholes and they pull it all up and then they go through all the stuff. I've got a sneaking suspicion that they're going to end up doing the big dig, which is what I, I was talking about last time we spoke about this, that they just need to dig the fucking thing up. And they went through, there's one guy's a sceptic and he clearly holds the purse strings. And he's like, the, I think there's actual evidence here to do the big dig. Um, and he's like, but the problem with the big dig is this, this isn't millions. This is tens of millions to do. There's a reason why we haven't fucking done it. And what they've got to do is they're going to make like a, possibly make like a hundred meter wide diameter circle and then they've got to get like metal sheets and drive them a hundred meters down to sort of frame it in and then they're going to hollow that out and that should stop all the water and it hopefully should incorporate the area where this where these things possibly are um and to dig it up and that is all i want to see i don't want to see digging any more boreholes it's so annoying. I'm like, they pull it up and they never pull any fucking gold up. They just pull up manky old bits of iron. See, wouldn't like, it be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if they did all of this and they got down there and there was just like a, like a treasure chest or one ancient manuscript just with that on it? <laughs> <laughs> just playing the long game. You'd just be looking right. at it. Fuck. Tens of millions of pounds. 
better, better than that, and it, there might be one or two people listening who are going to fucking hate me for this, but just a piece of scripture, um, a bit of papyrus or something like that, that says, I lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. As has everyone else. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, everybody. Um, I, oh. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, oh, I... I I will never stop watching that bloody show. It's so frustrating. It's yeah. just, I need to know what's at the bottom of it. I am, um, oh, I can't wait until they eventually get to the bottom of that hole and they can either disprove it or just stop. I mean, how hard can it be for, which channel is it on? I think it's on History or Discovery or something like that. I mean, 10 million out of their budget, it's got to be fuck all. I mean, they can surely afford that, especially if they find something. If they find something, they're going to get a whopping great cut of it, aren't they? They, they almost definitely could. But the thing is, at the moment, they're on a cash cow because people are tuning in watching their show. Why would they end a show that people are tuning in watching? Well, they said it's... He said when he was talking about it, um, uh, one of the Laguna brothers, I think that's what their names are, um, he was like, this is... Not only will it cost tens of millions, it's like, it'll be it'll take years to do. It'll genuinely take years to do because it's such a small season and it'll be such an enormous task to undertake um, that regardless of if they do it or not, it's, um, uh, yeah, it will still take like three years to actually get it complete. Um, But they should definitely do it. Yeah, the stuff they found is just so out there and it's so ridiculous. Next thing you know, there'll be a monolith on that island. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry, I, I went off on a tangent. I was talking about the fucking show. Well, you were talking about that expert who was like, oh, and they line up into a triangle. This, they had some art experts come on there saying, oh, it's all the pentagrams. And they basically just got a picture of the map using a couple of points, just drew a pentagram on it with a, like a biro. And they're like, and you can see it lines up perfectly. It's like, oh, not really, though, does it? I mean, it can't. <laughs> Kind of lines up because you've drawn it that way, but I mean, if you turn it upside down, it's not lining up. <laughs> it's not lining up at all. So I mean, if you were looking at it from north to south instead of south to north, it doesn't work. It it only works in like a particular way. Uh, but I think we're uh, we, we've got like a predisposition to see patterns in stuff that we find recognisable, don't we? Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, it's not quite as stupid as a guy saying, "Oh my god, there's three markers, and they do make a triangle." Well, yeah. No, no if, shit. If you took five points and you gave them to someone like a demonologist or something like that and said, "Connect these points. How do these points connect up on a map?" Say, chances are they'd draw a pentagram or something like that and be like, "Oh, look, look at this." You give it to someone that's got no idea of what a pentagram is, no idea of anything spiritual or anything like that. Chances are they're just going to draw a, pent- a pentagon, like a, the shape. Yeah. there you go Uh, it's so funny you said a pentagon there because I was like oh shit what's a five sided shape called all I could come up with a house (laughs) yeah they draw that house shape (laughs) you know it's a sort of almost a square on the bottom and then it goes into a point (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Mushu you're right it is a pentagon Um, I I know I know I know I don't hold the, the, the same difficulty of grasping shapes as you do, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm an absolute idiot. Um, well, I think we need to wrap this beast up, mate. Um, I say, we've waffled on for quite a while now. You know, right? But did, did, you, did you cover any of your talking points? Did, did you cover like anything other than monoliths? 
Uh, uh, fat, fat guy. I've got, <laughs> I've got fat guy who can't breathe written down on my notes. Um, I should, <laughs> I should, I just shit myself, mum. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh man, that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. I um, yeah. We need to be more structured than the next one, I think. Structure is the problem, mate. I mean, both of us made notes for this, and we still fucked it. I think. <laughs> I think we just we just have to resign ourselves to the fact that we're going to talk shit constantly yeah. about anything, regardless of what the subject is. Yeah, we are. Uh, so what are we asking from people then? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, we want to see your tattoos. Um, and you upload... Oh, say again. You crackled there. Oh, so I just said, please, tattoo pictures. Let's see your good tattoos, your bad tattoos. Um, maybe tell us whether they're whether you consider them to be good tattoos or bad tattoos, because I don't want you sending in your, your best tattoo and me being like, yeah, right, looks like it was done by a blind chimp. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to avoid that kind of embarrassment and insult. So yeah, just but send send some in. Um, I'll still well, my bad tattoo up. And we might even get Sam seaweed. You never know. Yeah, totally. Well, Moosh, if you um, on the pacifistpodcast.com, dot com people dot com, do you realise how unlikely it is that we got dot com? I know I go on about it all the time, but that's amazing. Um, why don't you start a thread on the forum page for your tattoos? And then people can just upload a picture straight to that, can't they? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I do too. I think it'd be brilliant. Um, but that's all I've got today. Um, uh, because the, oh, I've lost track of how many days I've been working, by the way. You know, I was just like, oh, I'm going to try and break my record, which was something like 43 days in a row. Um, yeah, I'm just so exhausted. I've forgotten, <laughs> forgotten what number I've got to. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad i think it's five weeks but i'm not sure um, uh, um either way, either way. Uh, if i could just on, on the subject of the pacifistpodcast.com i know i keep going on about the forums but um i do kind of want people to throw in some suggestions for new books new music new um films and shit like that because I'm, I'm really mm. starting to get stale i've completed netflix i'm halfway through um amazon prime now um i need some decent films um films that you know you might think that people don't gen other people wouldn't have seen anything like that any hidden gems uh, books as well um and especially music i like any kind of music so if it's something that you like please suggest it in the forums um that's more for my personal sanity than anything else can i can i give you a recommendation that's on now tv probably the only one you don't have no i've got now uh i think it's called either the hunt or the hunted have you seen that? No, I don't think so. It's not it's, hunters, is it? Hunt, uh, it's um, about a group of people get dropped off in the middle of nowhere and then they get hunted by rich assholes. Oh, yeah. right. No, 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 no. No, it's... I think it might just be called Hunted, actually. Uh, but it's it's got the word hunt in it somewhere and it's relatively new. It only came out... Oh, I don't know if it came out this year or last year, but within the last two years. Um, it's brilliantly awful uh, i absolutely loved it it's got um hillary swank in it um uh, it's got oh fuck you know it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah not mac but the other one the sex pest one fuck what's his name 
I don't know his name, but I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, it's got him in it, and you don't often, I don't often see him in movies, um, and a couple of other famous faces. But it's just brilliant. It's so awful and cheesy. It's got some wicked fighting in it, like absolutely brilliant fighting. There's this bitch fight in it at one point, and they go through a couple of windows, and then they, they comes up and they get to like a the. the <laughs> Sorry, it's a spoiler, but I'm giving it to you anyway. They get to another go um, on a door, and the girl who's sort of taking a bit of a paste in at this point, she's already gone through two windows, and she's like, no more windows! And she literally opens the door handle, and then they continue fighting as well, after they walk through it, instead of getting thrown through. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's meant to be a comedy, but I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> it was fucking great. I'll check it out. Thank you very yeah. much. So any more of them? Yeah, chuck them, chuck them my way, chuck them, uh, chuck them onto the forums. Um, just stick a post up there. Uh, yeah. Keep up for some fucking tattoo masterpieces of one way or another, I guess. Um, so I'll I'll wrap up then, shall I? I mean, I think we've spouted enough bullshit for now. We've still got plenty more to spout on another day, so we'll we'll yeah. save. But if I hadn't looked at a clock, we probably would have ended up going for another hour. I didn't even realise. Yeah. Yeah, it's frightening. Um, so thank you for joining us. Um, I really appreciate it. Do like and follow on Facebook, YouTube, everything like that. Um, drop in, join up on the website, join us. Uh, there'll be some competitions and shit like that um, turning up soon. Um, but I haven't spoken to you about that yet, Sam. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out um, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much. See you later, people.